Hey crew, I'm Cam Explains, and this is Run the Block, the first show that's bringing together coaches, podcasters, and local business owners to innovate and collaborate, because I think there's crazy crossover that no one is talking about between these three amazing groups, from lessons learned to finding untapped and potential new revenue streams. Our goal is to help you get more subs, customers, clients, and more using the perfect formula of know-how, storytelling, and kindness. So you too can easily create content that converts, add more cash to the bank, lift up your community, and ignite your biz without being stuck in no man's land ever again. Building a referral-based business, how to take a year off social and still create a waiting list of more than 70 legitimate prospects and go from no clients, I mean zero, working for a meal prep company making just $9 an hour to having over 650 clients on his current roster in just four years with now a team of 10. Today's guest is my good friend and please give a huge welcome to Tristan Winters, owner of the Daily Pursuit Nutrition Coaching Company. And I am so stoked for you guys to get into this one. So without further ado, let's run the block. Tristan Winters, coach, thank you so much for joining us today on Run the Block. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, of course. Uh, and you were just starting to explain uh, the macro barista. Is that correct? Yeah, man. The macro barista, dude. Every single what, day. What this is man, this? He is a, uh, I guess he's like a macro Starbucks Dunkin' influencer. So just about every single day, the dude posts a brand new recipe that he's like customized via starbucks and did a little hack and he's like creating these cookies and cream coffees and he posts the macros on everything and dude it's i mean i try like a brand new one like every day and i think i found like the best one that i've ever had as of yesterday really and so is yeah. is he going to starbucks and like asking them to make these things or is he like copying what he would get at starbucks or is he just bringing things home from starbucks and, and making these no, so he's like creating them through like the Starbucks order. So he will like go through Starbucks, he'll grab all the ingredients that he wants to make the whatever Starbucks drink he wants. He orders it, tries it, and he's like, I either like this or I don't. If he does, he tells the world. And if he doesn't, he just lets it go. So good, man. So some of them are a little weird. I can't, I'm not gonna lie. I've been very unhappy with a few. I've been very happy with more than I've been unhappy with. And yesterday, I think he found his number one recipe. What, what was it? Only if you're an iced coffee drinker, which I am, I've had two of the same, the same recipe today. So it is a, okay. So it's like a white mocha iced espresso. So you want to order a grande shaken espresso with no classic syrup. You want to get one pump of white mocha. You want to sub oat milk, and then you want to grab three stevia. And I'm going to tell you, it is the best Starbucks drink that I've ever had. And by the way, even, even better, 11 grams of carbs, two grams of protein, four grams of fat. Like that's a legit macro split for a, a coffee every morning. Damn. I'm off to, uh, to get my girlfriend onto this because she's always trying to find like hacks and stuff uh, for, oh, for Starbucks when she goes in. I oh, if you have digestive issues, tea. as we both know, terrible, but that's when... Uh, hopefully my coach is not listening here. That's one that I'll always make happen. Despite as as every coach here is like chuckling because I'm sure they all have clients that do the exact same thing. So <laughs> oh, yeah. coaches they, are the worst clients by far. They get it. They get it. But yeah, man. So macro brie stuff. You don't follow them. Follow them on Instagram. Um, 
the dude posts some really good recipes. Speaking of platforms, uh, do you have a favorite platform? I know we're going to get into social media and take deep dives and stuff like that, among other things. Uh, definitely want to talk about that. But uh, do you do you actually use any any type of social media when when you do? Like, do you do you enjoy like Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I do have an Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. I don't have a uh, a TikTok. I don't have a YouTube. I don't have a podcast. But I do have an Instagram. I have a Facebook. I, I'm very rarely on it, honestly. If if I were to give advice at all, Facebook would be the number one platform that I would be on. Uh, but I've built such a good, we have built such a good community on Instagram. So I've currently had an Instagram since April of 2019. Uh, and that's where I spend the majority of my social media time is Instagram. Is that So you consume as well as post, although I, I know we'll get into nuances and stuff. We can talk about yeah. that later, but uh, that, that's kind of like where you like to consume your content. Yep. Yep. Uh, Instagram is where the majority of our clients are. So that's where we do a lot of our posting, just shouting out clients, talking about wins. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, I don't really consume a t like a ton of content. As, at least I don't anymore as much as I used to. I've been creating a lot of content via stories, but I kind of started fasting from my feed. So I took the, the whole year of 2022 off of posting on my feed. So Which is, I, I'm sure people like either just gasp where they're like, oh yeah, I need to do that too. And well, there's a bunch of things that have led Tristan to be able to do that. And it's because he has a very right. successful business, very successful with referrals. So before everyone just goes and thinks that they can just quit everything, it's all with right. context. So we we will get there for sure. I'm excited actually to dive into a few of these things. Plus we have some questions from the community that uh, the uh, the coaches said they wanted me to ask you since they knew that we were coming together today. So uh, what I what I kind of wanted to start off first is uh, just a shot in the dark here, and that is, what led you to make the decision to even think about coming online to coach other people? Meaning, is is this something that that you always thought you would be doing? Did you plan on you know college and becoming a doctor? Why do any of this? Because if anyone doesn't know your story, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into some of this in, in a few, but yeah. I mean, your business isn't that old. Right. I mean, at 20, 2018 ish, I think you, you told me before. Is that right? About? Yeah. Yeah. 2018 is when I fully started coaching and making it a, uh, we'll say a real thing. And then went full time late, early 2019. So that was March of 2019. And that's what led me to go to the online platform, social media, April of 2019. Got it. And so with, with your business specifically, starting in that 2019 range, was that like you just decided like, this is what I want to do. So I'm now going to actually take this thing seriously or because the split with with everyone in this field is always, do you jump all in, right? You're already doing something else, whether you're working at ups, you have a nine to five, doesn't matter. And you just say, screw it. I hate this. I'm quitting. And tomorrow I start a business. Or were you already doing something else and then slowly ramped up and then made that decision that, okay, this is actually, I know I want to do this and, and see this thing through. Yeah, uh, good question. So at the time, I was working for a local meal prep company in Knoxville and uh, started there freshman year of college. So we'll say 2017-ish and um, worked front front desk and worked my way all the way up to manager marketing and started running the social media. And honestly, man, I just I fell in love with the people. And so uh, everything kept bringing me back to that front counter position, even though it was truly the entry-level position will say, I just knew that that's where I loved talking to people, man. I just, the thing that makes me love life more and more each day is helping other people find love for themselves. So 
every single day they would come in and I would get to see the smiles and sometimes they weren't having a good day, but I was able to speak life into them. And seeing that and seeing their results and seeing their questions about, you know, what, what foods worked better for this and how to improve digestion. And they wanted to lose body fat or they had a wedding coming up or whatever event it was, I was able to kind of help guide them through the nutrition side of thing just because I enjoyed it. But on top of that, uh, we also have to remember that these customers and clients were coming in every single day. And by the way, I wasn't making a dollar off of any client or customer that I was helping. At that time, I was only making about $9 an hour, but I was building relationships over a period of three years, two to three years with these customers and clients who were coming in every single day. And so that really became the start of that thing, the whole coaching thing really turning into a business. But you know, to answer your question in short, no, I never, it was never a goal to be like, I'm going to go full-time coaching or you know, I'm going to quit my job, my nine to five and go. At that time, it was really like an eight to seven, but I'm going to quit this and go full-time coaching. And I'm going to go coach people. That was, to be real with you, it was never a thing. Yeah. Well, well, eight to seven and then you had the weekends and then everything else. So uh, if you guys don't know, Tris and I didn't know each other, but we actually worked for the same company in very similar positions. And we just found that out. I think uh, like last year, maybe we were just talking about about this company, and n- nothing against that company or anything yeah. with them. Uh, they're 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 good peeps, and they still have franchises. They probably still have some uh, around you in, in Knoxville, right? I think they don't have any here yeah. anymore. Oh, uh, do they not? Yeah, they have. I think they still have two here, and then I think they've started to expand in surrounding uh, surrounding cities around Knoxville. So they're crushing it. They're doing a good job. But yeah, I think we. Uh, I think we were just similar, like both talking about our journeys. I know every time that you and I talk and uh, we always start getting deep and start talking about like, how do we get to where we are today and kind of re- like reminiscing. And, you know, we just talk about the process a lot, you know? And I think that's the coolest thing about our friendship and our conversations is we're always talking about the process of, you know, where we've been, where we're going and kind of like that path that we're on to get there. And uh, I remember just, I think I said the name of that company or like, I worked there too. And then we started just talking about like the traveling that we did and the people that we met. And we're like, dude, we were around the same people multiple times. So it's it's so funny that we actually never ran into each other because it was the same like three-year span that we were together, like working for that company. Yeah, a- absolutely. And I-, I think if I would have did some of the openings like you did, I absolutely. I'm-, I'm sure we would have ran across each other at that time because that it seems like we were doing the same things. They were looking for the same type of young individual who was, right. you know, uh, I don't want to say the grinder or anything, but that's what they're they looking for hustlers. They're looking for people who didn't care to mm-hmm. travel, who really weren't looking to try to make a million overnight, but they're willing to put in work to possibly see a long-term investment and open up your own franchise or something like that. So, I mean, I, I think it's it's always funny when you look at cultures and companies and you'll see like, oh, these 10 people started off at this startup and then they went on to launch like PayPal and Twitter and all those things, right? Like, so there is something to be said about the culture that they were creating and the yeah. um, level of people that they were actually attracting, right? So it was people that were probably, you had to be self-starter, right? Because you weren't self-starter, you were gone. You were out of that field. Right. There was a lot of hard work for little pay uh, with a big payoff possibly in a few years. So speaking of of actually like some of that similar like attraction and culture, does any of that go into like your thought process of of what you've kind of been able to build over the last few years. So if, if you guys don't know, Tristan, like r- rough estimate, how many how many clients do you guys now have going from, hey, I'm, I'm working for a meal prep company and then I'm going to start taking on some clients to, to now, you guys, I'm sure have several hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just 
shy of, I think the last time I checked this past week is around 650. So we're probably around 650 clients at this moment. And that's building um, out with, that's just not you. So no one's right. like, how does, how does he manage that many clients? Uh, yeah, how many coaches yes. do you have? Yeah. So we have a team of 10 coaches right now. We got two interns right now. So a couple transitionings happen, but man, I'm, I'm excited to get these two interns in and then we'll have a team of 12 and, you know, we still have the current wait list, man. So shout out to the wait list and everyone there just waiting for, uh, for their spots to, you know, come available. But we have a wait list of about 70 right now. And I'm very grateful for that, but you know, we're, we're very focused on our internal community and our current clients. And from the beginning, that's always been the, been the case. You know, we've never taken on too much. We've never taken on clients that we can't give 110% to. And the reality is, is I want to, I want to be obsessed with what I'm doing every day. I want to be obsessed with my current clients and I want to be obsessed with, you know, their goals and being able to kind of bridge the gap between where they currently are to where they want to be that's where we spend our time. And so we're not going to take on clients, more clients than we can handle, but you know, our coaching staff, they all work full-time, you know, so we are full-time coaches and we, uh, and that's what we like doing every day, man. That's we're in the, we're in the trenches with our clients and we love it. Do you think that, I don't say any of this is easy because it's never easy, yeah. but when, when you were like going through and building up to get to say your first hundred clients, right? Cause I, I think there's a lot to be said for when you're just starting out and then everyone's to look at someone who they think is successful, right? Maybe you have a hundred clients, maybe you have 500, maybe you have a thousand, right? And everyone goes, Oh, I want to be that guy. And it's like, well, cool. Right. But there's a lot that happens between you and that guy. And there's years of work and there's tons of ups and downs. So at what point did you decide that, Hey, I'm actually going to take this thing and then build a team around it? Cause there has to be an upper limit to where you hit like, insane yeah. hours every day on your own, right? Because that that's a big step to not only decide like, hey, I'm actually going to build something with someone else, but then to yeah. also be able to delegate your baby to somebody else. What Was that like an initial thought or was that something that you just eventually said, fuck it, like I need help? Yeah, man. So that's... uh, Man, we could do a whole nother podcast about that. But you know, at that time, I was working for that company roughly 55, 60 hours a week. But I started bringing, that was an agreement we kind of had was I wanted to work front desk. I would love to run the social media side of things and do the marketing, but to supplement some extra income, I wanted to start bringing on some clients and start building that out. So we all agreed to that. And to be real with you, man, I think today as a coach or a coach who wants to get in the business is, I think that it is very tough. And the reason I say that is because everyone's telling you and selling you something that you just assume is better. And it's always presented really nicely as it should, because it's a sell, right? Where for me, I didn't leave that position at that company until I was truly forced to leave from how busy I was coaching my clients. You know, So I didn't just leave and I was like, okay, now I'm going to go full-time coaching and then I'm going to figure it out. And then I'm going to build my roster and then I'm going to bring on a coach. And that were, you know, even at that point, I'm going to start bringing on coaches who I can't really necessarily fulfill. So it took me getting to the point where I was working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. That was roughly had to be there, as you know, their hours 7 30 a.m., 7 30, 7 45 p.m., which means we didn't get home till eight. I would eat dinner and then I would do check-ins from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I would do check-ins from like 9 30 p.m. after dinner to like two o'clock in the morning. And I was doing check-ins at that time. And I was scheduling the emails for later that morning around 9, 10 AM, because at the time I was actually embarrassed that 
I was doing check-ins at like 1, 2 a.m. I didn't want, I didn't want to seem like a fraud. I didn't want to seem like I was unprofessional. So my clients at the time, uh, they had no idea, but I was scheduling. So they would receive that check-in at like 9 a.m., 10 a.m. But I was sending that thing out, dude, 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. So the 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 second that uh, we parted ways with the company and I was then kind of full-time coaching, I already had too much to handle on my plate at the time, but I was just upset. So it didn't really matter because it's what fulfilled. It's, it's it took all of my time and took all of my effort. I, you know, I, I was single at the time. I, I didn't have kids. I wasn't married. Still don't have kids. Still not married. But that just goes to show that I ha- I was in a place where I could pour everything into what I was doing, and there wasn't in my head. I can tell you this: there was no like goal to win something. There was no goal to make a certain amount of money. There was never a goal to have this big business. There was never any of that. It was the fact that I just genuinely loved doing what I was doing for people. And so I had multiple clients that were just, I was obsessed with, man. They were just killing it. They were crushing it. Uh, I remember being at a point though. I remember it was like a Saturday morning and I was at a coffee shop and dude, I was stressed on my mind, man. I was really stressed. And one of my my second client ever actually walked in because I got her, she did a photo shoot. So I got her prepped for a photo shoot and uh, she crushed the diet phase. So I like had her like a hoodie that I made for her. That was like a TDP hoodie. Uh, actually, I think the time it was called Relentless Pursuit, which is like just the the original name that I had. And it was like that logo and it was like a beanie for her. And she just stopped me. And I was like, she didn't know, but I was like borderline tears of just being like exhausted. And she was like, I don't know why I this has been on my heart, but I feel like I'm supposed to I'm supposed to be helping you. Like you've changed my life, you've got me to this amazing place. I feel like I need I want to change my life and do what you've done for me. I want I want to help you do this for other people. Hired her literally that day. I hired her and I I couldn't pay her at the time, you know. So what I did was like I was like okay, cool. So I've been now at this time been coaching you for, you know, well over a year and a half, 2 years. We've now been through three of the different phasic um, models that I've, that I've been doing over the time. And uh, dude, she just shadowed over me and I taught her everything from the check-in process and how I coach clients and, you know, the behavior change. And if this happens, then do this. And it was never like protocol coaching, which I feel like is very normal in today's coaching world, because it's very much like everyone's busy. And so because everyone's busy, it's like, they're looking for the hack. They're looking for the the calculation. They're looking for the perfect, the perfect five-day workout program with a 1,700-calorie cycling diet. And here's the meal plan. Go do it. Expect the, the clients to do it. And boom, you're the best coach. Where for us, man, at the time, it was so proto- It was so situational driven where I was like, we were all of our conversations were not centered around protocols. They were centered around, this is who the client is. This is how many kids they are. This is who their kids play for. This is their history. This is what their blood work looks like. This is their relationship dynamic with their their spouse. They have dinner. They have pizza on Thursday nights. So we need to account this into it. And let's build them a plan that actually helps them become better every day rather than just sending them something and expecting them to do it. Man, we did this probably five to six days a week for well over six months to a year. And at that time, she was a full-time teacher. She was in the middle of her master's program. And at that time, she started coaching, shifted probably 10 to 15 of my clients to her um, and slowly started dripping off more clients, more of the mom clients. She was a mom, mom herself. And um, 
at that point in time, man, it just, it really took off. You know, at that time she knew exactly how I coached. She had the empathy that I believe is a, is a, is a primary characteristic for a coach is uh, not just the ability to tell someone what to do, but the ability to understand what the, the client's life looks like and understanding the roles and responsibilities that this either mom or dad or client, whoever they are, the roles and responsibilities of their life and being able to not only tailor a plan that that moves the client forward, but I never wanted, we never wanted to build a plan that that I think just fit into your life, right? You know, I feel like what I see a lot of the times is we see it on their bios, we see it in the Instagram posts, and it's like, you don't have to change anything about your life and I'll build a plan that fits your current life. And my approach is much, much different. And, you know, in the beginning phases, this probably didn't work well from a marketing standpoint, but I was never really worried about marketing anyways. I knew that the client was in the place that they were in because of their current lifestyle, you know? And so I needed to build a plan that actually got the client a little uncomfortable, but we actually re, we revamped their lifestyle. We revamped how they how they did life, how they operate in their family, how they so they could still have family dinners and not eat chicken and rice and broccoli every night while their family had spaghetti and going on family walks and making sure that Sunday after church, they could go get coffee or tea or gelato, whatever it may be. And we just wanted to build something that clients could grow from, you know, and build a long-term plan. Because at the end of the day, man, something that I think that I've learned at this point in time in my life with coaching is it's not good enough to give someone a nutrition plan and tell them to go do it. You know, because at the, at that point in time, they're most likely, they're most likely not in the best place in every other core area of their life, and maybe that just breeds unhappiness. In my in my opinion, I think that the lack of confidence, the lack of action, not following through with your word, I personally believe that that ends up being some of the root of the unhappiness because you truly don't believe in yourself and believe in what you want. And it's very hard to like follow through with your word. But as we both know, the second that you do, this is a conversation that we had a couple of days ago, you become so much more confident in so many different areas of your life start to align when you start following through on the plan and doing what you said you would do, even after that same feeling left. That has been very big for me. And, you know, you can't build happiness off of an unhappiness, uh, a foundation of unhappiness. So it's kind of like, how can I look at your lifestyle and how can me and you connect and build a true relationship? And how can I figure out who you really are, what your truths are, what your core values are, what your family dynamics are, and how can we build a plan that aligns with that right there? But now we figure out what your true goal is and we go there. You know, I we get as coaches a lot and entrepreneurs that question of like, what do you want, right? And like, what's your why? Knowing good and well that 90% of people can't answer that question, right? Not even and close. So <laughs> no one knows their why. Or it's why. super generic. Yeah, it's super or generic. Or it's super right? generic, right? No one knows their why and nobody knows what they want. And so it's kind of like a sales pitch for a lot of people of like, you don't know what you want, but once you work with me, I'll tell you what you want. You sound like you've had that conversation or a time or two or I've someone's had tried to have it with you. <laughs> yeah, I've had that conversation a lot, man. I've had that conversation with a lot of people in my life. And it was always a question that I always hated. I always respected it. I'm not going to lie. I did respect the question, but it just, it, it it gave me so much anxiety because I could never answer the question of like, what's my why? Why am I here on earth? What's your what's your purpose? You know what I mean? Like, why are you here? What do you want to do with your life? And it's like, man, it changes. It changes with the seasons. It changes with the circumstances. It changes 
with your family dynamics. It changes with, it changes every single day, you know? And so instead of me asking clients, like, what do you really want out of this? My question is like, what are your true values every day? Like when you wake up and you ask yourself, like, what are your truths? Let's start there. Let's figure out what are the truths that you believe about yourself? What are the truths you want to believe about yourself? You know, what do you, if I were to give you five minutes and write down 10 things that you want your kids to say about you when you pass, like, what are those 10 things? And what I've come to believe is that once those, those moms write those 10 things down, they start to really look at it and be like, dang. These are really the true values that I want to instill for my family. These are the values and the things that I want to leave behind about my life. And so now we can take those 10 things and we can start building a plan in different areas of their life and start aligning weekly and monthly goals that align and go that way because it's much it's much deeper to do that and it does require much more patience. And yes, most coaches will not go that deep because their, their priorities are off, man. You know, what I've learned is that it's a lot of, it's a lot of money grabs and it's challenges. And how can I get people in here versus how can I get new clients versus my conversation with our team every single week, man, we're not worried about new clients. Never have been worried about new clients. I know that if we take care of our current clients, that's where everything is. That's the heart of where everything is because the majority of my clients have been with me since 2018. The majority of that second coach, Hannah, who I just told you, told you a little bit about her story. The majority of her clients are the same clients that I actually transitioned to her over three years ago. And we built, we built relationships. We go to, we go to birthday parties or we go to, we go to Halloween parties. We fly to specific uh, parties and get togethers that they have. We've been a part of family gatherings with them. And we, we start coaching their family members, their husbands, and they see success and their husbands see success. And then we, I just picked up a couple of clients who's the, I coached the daughter, the husband and the wife and two of the daughters are now one's a CrossFitter and one's a swimmer, a college swimmer. And now I'm coaching those two. And it's so cool to look around and, uh, and get text messages of like, just pictures of the whole family at like a birthday party or a Thanksgiving uh, lunch or whatever day it is and be like, Hey, we're all on plan. Thanks for allowing us to be together and build a plan that we can all stick to and grow together. Man, that is where all of the transformation has happened for not only them, but dude, it's happened for me. I'm not going to find these transformations inside of the business books or how to sell or how to persuade people to buy my stuff. Man, I just... What we do, uh, at the heart of what we do is we help people who are our past self get to where we currently are. That is the people that we coach. That is the, the people that we help. That's the people we're on the phone with every single day of the week. It's the, it's the old us and no longer doing what the majority of the industry does. And I'm okay with it because it's no longer just saying this is where they were or this is where you are. And now this is where you want to be. Now, why can't you get there? Versus not really not really thinking about where you want to go and not really thinking about who you are, but like spending more time building that clear path of where we really want to go and knowing that if we stick to that path and we continue to wake up every day with a clear head and a full heart, Friday night lights, we can't lose, right? Like we can't lose if that's the case. You can't lose if you if every single day you wake up and you fulfill 
uh, your roles and responsibilities and you hold yourself accountable to you and your family and your goals and your coach. And you're just continuing to build relationships and make sure that every single day that you're getting better, man, that's, that's what true success looks like for me. It's, I feel like it's truly, it's a daily thing. You know, it's the name of our company is the daily pursuit because that's something that we pursue daily. We get better every single day and we attack our goals every single day. And nothing's really this thing that we're trying to win. We're not trying to achieve this one transformation because, you know, we look at it, the daily pursuit, our logo is the mountains. And there's actually a mountain behind, there's two mountains here, technically three, but it's really just two. One's overlapping the other. And that just, in my head, I didn't think about this until a couple months ago, man. And it was just like behind every mountain that you're pursuing is just another mountain. You know, like we see it all the time and it's like, man, I hear coaches telling clients, man, like once you get this transformation and once you work with me and I teach you everything you need to know, you're good and you'll never need me again. You know, I'll be the coach that I'll be the last coach you ever hire. And when you're done doing my program, you'll never need a coach again. And I'm like, I, I actually coach you, you know, I'm like, I still coach you. <laughs> I'm like, I coach you, you know? And so I, I, I think that we should be honest with people and just say, Hey man, like accountability is the real thing. That's the real key to success, right? You do need to have the right plan, but you need to be accountable to someone that you truly look up to and that you know for a fact is always going to keep you aligned with your true values and keep you aligned with where you want to go. There's nothing, there's nothing better than waking up knowing that whatever you're doing is the right thing. There's not a better feeling because you no longer have to worry about it. Absolutely. I'm you sure everybody's... To, you get to worry about the things that matter, you know? Yeah, I'm sure everybody here has done something or volunteered to do something probably and or currently working something that they just wake up and you have that pit in your stomach and you're like, shoot, I got to go go do this thing, huh? Well, this yeah, sucks. Well, Should not open my mouth all to these, do that. Yeah, and everyone's, you know, everyone's on that. Um, I think they're still here, but I think everyone's on that self-development kick, you know? They got to wake up. They got to walk their 10,000 steps and they got to they got to read their 10 pages and then they have to go do their workout. And everything just seems like a chore. Everything seems like a chore because they're trying to have like that, um, like that microwave mindset, you know, like, how can I do this even though I hate it, but I want to get there as soon as possible. And then when you get there, you realize that you actually never learned anything or learned how to enjoy the process. Because if you're busting your butt doing something you don't want to do, to get the results that you're going to have very short term because you can't continue doing what it took to get those results because you actually hated doing it. But what if you had a plan that took longer, but the results stayed longer? And then you continue to build off of that same result time and time and time again. That's that's what I think self-development is. Absolutely. Well, at least as you're saying, that's, that's long-term success, right? Because... Yeah. I mean, you know, you mentioned even something like challenges and all those other things at the beginning. Like, you know, the, the, it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, right? Like, if that's sure. what you need to attract attention, because yeah, I can hear the moans and groans and the eye rolls, I can see them now, right? Like, right. But when I do that, I've I get X amount of people. Like, sure, you do. And if you can fulfill on the back end and that's been successful for you, then then cool. Then 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 run that thing. Unfortunately, though, especially in our space, they're not done well. You probably try to get as many people as you can into this thing. The success rate's probably not great for the people in it. The churn on the back end, meaning anyone that's actually going to sign up for your thing, probably isn't great. And on top of that, you've probably made some like 
shady price drop that doesn't even exist to even do that anyways, right? You've said your services are $5,000 for whatever reason and dropped it all the way down to, you can get it now for $200 a month. So instead of them making the decision for the right reasons, they've now bought on scarcity, which when you're talking about nutrition, which is not something that happens overnight, right? Results with that don't happen overnight. It's not like a workout where you can get someone to give like a good bicep burn. Well, now you've just sold them into scarcity for a result that's going to take some time. And that's where it gets dangerous, right? Because we we do buy on emotion and we justify with logic. But it sounds a little bit like what you're saying is in your approach is more about they may come to you in an emotional state, right? That they, they, Maybe they are triggered or like it could be something that they want help with. But it sounds like a lot of like what you do is logical as in like you talk them through like logistically, you're not going to get shredded overnight, but we can do this over this amount of time. Now, your scarcity may come with a waiting list, but that's just real. That's not fake. That's not something you made up. And if anyone, you said you didn't even post in 2022, and yet you still get most people from Instagram because all you have to do, like I've seen your stories before, right? Like you just say, hey, guys, waiting list is open. If you're being contacted, make sure you get a hold of us because again, it's not not fake. It's it's real. It's like, hey, this is all we can handle right now. Like we love you guys all. And when when your number's called, make sure you answer because if not, then we actually do have to move on. But that's because you built that up. Well, and I think too, I think it's also realizing it causes a lot of pressure on coaches when you're not confident enough that your clients are going to stay with you. When you're not confident that the clients that you're signing up are going to stay with you long-term, you, the coach, feels pressured to actually speed up the results, which actually takes you off the path that you know you need to be on, which causes more anxiety on your end to rush the process to get their buy-in knowing that you need their buy-in to stay with you. But the second they get they get the results with no buy-in, they're taxed, they're tired, they're exhausted. There's already enough chaos going on in their lives. And you are not the, the added stressor that they need right now. The reason that I'm so okay with being patient is because I am so confident that my clients, when you sign up with me, you're with me for two years. It's not a contract. I'm not making it a contract that you have to be with me for two years, but I'm confident enough in myself. I'm confident enough in all of our coaching staff to know that you're going to get off the intro phone call with us and be like, man, that's a breath. That's a breath of fresh air right there. I, I'm so confident that my coach is going to get me where they need to be because they understand me. And they know the plan that I need and they understand. They ask me questions about what, how I feel and why I feel that way. And if, if this makes sense and if everything's okay, it's about making them feel safe. But again, you can't, you can't, there's levels to all of this. You can bring in as many clients as you want. And it could be as inorganic, inorganic is a word. Maybe we're going to make it a word here. Inorganic is humanly possible. And you can do the challenges and get all the clients in. But if you're truly not confident enough in yourself as a coach, not a person, as a coach with your ability to give protocols and give the right plan, design the right plan that works for the client, they're not going to stay with you because you're not getting them what they need. And so there's like two different sides of coaching. You do have the ability, the knowledge side, as we both know, you have to be educated in actually being able to help the client, right? If you're a brand new coach and you do a challenge and you get five clients with um, that are on blood pressure medication, thyroid medication, they have PCOS, they have endometriosis, whatever, they're on birth control or in the process of getting off birth control, or maybe they're, they delivered a baby three, three weeks ago, 
you're not in a place to truly help them because you're either A, not understanding or B, you didn't even ask the question. So they never gave you the answer. So then C, the client was just unsuccessful where I'm very confident in our ability to have the education. And I'm also very confident to know that if a client comes in and they are a new mom, they just had a baby in the last six months to a year. I'm very confident to say, hey, I'm going to pair you with Coach Kira because this is exactly who Coach Kira works with. She works with new moms, helps them understand balance and stress management and organization, helps them get their way back into coaching and back into the lifestyle they want. But I also know that if you have an autoimmunity, let's say PCOS Hashimoto's, I know that you're going to work well with Ashley Peed because we know that this is exactly who Ashley works with. If you're a CrossFit female, you're going to work with Casey Hines, one of my coaches in Greenville, because she is amazing at what she does. She is obsessed with coaching female CrossFitters who want to look better. So you Just have Ashley to have- P. Yeah. Shout out to Ashley Pete. Amazing, amazing coach, right? Yeah. Su- super good. So- super good person just an amazing person and an amazing coach when it comes into diving deeper into cases from those clients, those stressed out clients who seem to do X, Y, Z diets or macro coaches or whatever it is. And they struggle to see results. Ashley Pete is that one coach who can fix all of that. I've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times. She does it daily. But the other side is we're good people. We, we operate on the same scale. We have a great culture. We have, I respect how Hannah and Kim, Coach Kim, I respect how they, how they operate in their families, in their marriages. I, I, I respect who they are as moms, you know? Like I look up to them and I hope that one day that when I have a wife and she is a mom, I hope that the way that my coaches operate or our coaches operate in their marriages and their families, I hope that that translates over to my wife because I respect and I look up to my team and how they operate in their lives. Not just you can get me shredded, but you're an amazing wife and you're an amazing mom and you have great organizational skills and you love your, you date your spouse every single week. Like you're confident in who you are because you hold yourself accountable to what you said you were going to do even after you were sick and even after this happened and even after that happened. I think that all of that matters, man. I think the psychology, the behavior of someone's life behind the social media platform, I believe it goes a very long way. And that's something that I, that I greatly respect about our team and how close knit and how big they are. Is that like something you look for when you go to bring on a good uh, a, yeah. a good coach or what you would consider a good coach is not only yeah. can they follow protocols, but like, do they match your culture and like, are they actually mm-hmm. a good person? Like, do you stalk them yeah. on social or, or how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we just posted a, a new application sheet for new interns, but you know, that's, that's on my Instagram and my link in my bio. But when I do look at these applications, I don't just want to know that you're a good coach. It's actually the last thing that I look at is if you, is if you're a good coach, but I do want to see how do you operate in your daily life? Do you take coaching professionally? Do you, do you take it? Uh, is it important to you? Is your family dynamic important to you? Are your kids and their lives and their games and their sports important to you? Is, is community important to you? Is, is teamwork 
You know, I want to know all of that and B, yeah. Lastly, I want to know that you can get transformations. I want to know that you're a good coach. I want to know that you're, you're respected. I want to know that people and clients respect you and look up to you. All of those matter when it comes into to working for a team. We have a very tight-knit team. We're pretty much on a call five, five to six days a week, whether it's a team call, uh, we have support calls weekly. We have a heads-up call, which is our Monday call where we talk about the week. We have a Wednesday support call. We have a Friday roundup call. Like We are truly a tight-knit community who just is always supporting each other. And every in every single area, they're always texting. They're always looking out for each other. They're always sending flowers when someone is sick or you know, they're always sending Starbucks gift cards to each other and along with their clients. So, man, we have a, I'm very blessed with, with the team that we've built. I, I know you're big on continuing education too, right? Which I think is a mm-hmm. whole other aspect when someone's yeah. in your position, they do decide to to build out a team. Cause I know that you've hired mentors essentially, not just for yourself, but also for your team, right? Like I've seen you post on social yeah. where, you know, you've hired, um, uh, I can't remember who the last one was. Am I allowed to say the last one? I know who the last yeah, one was. But absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah Theobald, you, you hired him, right? Yeah. And he came in and did like a training for you guys. And so that's mm-hmm. something that I, I've seen a few people do, but not everyone do. And I think that alone, speaking to, are they good people? Can they do these things? But then you not being like, oh yeah, you should go get mentored or you need to do continuing education. Right. Bringing that in-house and being like, guys, together, we're going to learn this thing because it's probably something everyone's going to come across at some point in time, like gut health, right? Like that. Right. It's not just a keyword at this point. Like it is something that even the general public is becoming aware of. And if they have questions, you as a nutrition coach need to be able to maybe can't cure, but then can start answering questions and know what to look for. And then when it comes out of your scope, be able to refer out. So what what was your decision to actually start bringing that in-house versus just tell people, hey, you should probably go take this course. Like why why bring mentors yeah. in-house to to do that together? Yeah. Uh good question. Um so Prior to that, we were all doing in-house mentoring. You know, I, at that time, I started to kind of drop my high roster and start shifting some of our clients to different coaches. Uh, and then we were having weekly support calls, two to three calls a week, and it was just kind of like, "Hey, this is where the client is. What, like, Tristan, what do you got? Like, what do we, like, what do we do here? What type of supplementation? There's like stage one, stage two, adrenal insufficiency. What would, what would we do here? This is." how often they're training, this is what they're eating every day. And we would start making adjustments. And then there was always the coaches are like, they're just, they're hustlers, man. They want to get better. They always want to start improving and learning new things. And instead of having coaches go and do $3,000 for this course, and then $3,000 for that course, and this coach has just paid $75 for an ebook, but then they're also continuing to work to pay $350 a month for one-on-one or group calls monthly just for education. And it could just be these random topics that as we both know, it's very hard to piece together when you have all of these random topics that aren't really in a clear defined curriculum. And that's what we wanted to do. And we didn't want to have everyone go and do a course online that was the same as every course. So what we did was, man, we kind of built out our own curriculum of like, what does it look like to take a coach to build the perfect plan for a client, whether that's a meal plan, whether that's attacking inflammation, whether that's doing a gut protocol. And we hired uh, multiple mentors and we kind of we kind of go back and through, we switch to different mentors throughout the mentors program and we take care of it. 
it's a team call. So it is specifically our team alone. And so every single week we jump on an hour and a half phone call or hour and a half Zoom call. And we go through this curriculum with each, um, with each mentor, you know? Um, so Jason Theobald, we did his, uh, his last one and amazing. We learned so much through his, uh, his mentorship. And I'm so glad that we actually did it at the time that we did. And truthfully, I'm glad we didn't do it, you know, two and a half, three years ago when we were all brand new coaches. You know, I think that there is context to everything. And I think one of the best things that you can do is kind of be aware of not only the education that you want to learn, but be aware of the type of clients that you coach. Be aware of like, what do you actually know and what are you really good at? And slowly start working your way up, right? It's if you're a new coach and you don't feel, you don't even feel very comfortable with program design, diet design, macronutrient timing setups, or peri-workout windows, you probably don't want to be going ahead and learning through premenopausal protocols, you know what I mean? Or getting women off birth control if you can't actually even get them consistent on, on tracking their food weekly, right? And so I think context is, is everything, but I think there is a lot of, a lot of good mentors in the space that do work very well with the the beginner coach that's a little bit newer to coaching and then there's a there's very good advanced mentors um and there's not really a ton of that middle ground but i think that what i'm learning is it's actually starting to to pop up right right now very early stages is that that middle ground of mentoring is really going to uh do very well for a lot of these coaches who are not necessarily beginners anymore but they're not necessarily super advanced anymore either. You know, I, yeah, um, I, I have to agree a lot. And I think you've started to see that even mentioning Theobald, he's doing yeah. like a, a lower priced mastermind type type deal, right? Where I think you're going to start seeing this is something like Mike, when I talk about all the time is like, you're going right. to see this change in the industry where these people that are a telling coaches to charge these insane rates uh, that they're just not qualified to be charging are going to go to the wayside. And you're going to see all these people that are pitching these high ticket masterminds that are running all this cold traffic start to see all that the cost per acquisition go way up and they're going to have to come down into a different space as well. But it's it's so true because there are so many different issues in nutrition. Nutrition coaching now isn't macros, right? It's, it's more right. than that. And then being able to outsource when needed and to compete with other people like the things you've outlined so far are absolutely crucial now. Like you can't say you yeah. just connect. You can't say you have the best macros. You can't just say like you run a free community for anyone who pays, right? Like it's right. it's all these pieces. So while if someone's new listening to this, I don't want to overwhelm them, yeah. but I think it it's not for nothing. Like if you're a newer coach, it might be really, really advantageous for you to try to approach somebody like a you and be like, hey, uh, I'm new and looking to coach. You know, Are you taking people on? You said you're doing an internship. That's probably great for them. They need like five to 10 clients, probably with just general population that doesn't have really much else going on, right? Yeah, Versus- you actually, you made, a, you made a very good point there. I'm so sorry to cut you off, but find a coach that you really, really like, that you really, really trust. And it's someone that you see that is attainable and go be a client of them for the next year to two years. Instead of going straight to the mentor's and learning all the education in the world, learn what works for you and learn that from sticking with a coach for the next year to two years, it's very tough to go and coach hop and be with the coach for two months and then switch and then go to a new coach and then switch and then go to a new coach and then be upset that your clients are leaving two months at a time too. I've had three coaches now in the past four years and the first two coaches both ended up becoming mentors. 
like direct one-on-one mentors, you know? And so because of that, I knew that I learned everything that I could from those two coaches in a period of those, you know, year and a half to two years each. And now the coach that I'm with now coming November 7th, it'll be one full year working with her. I'd have to imagine your retention rate too, right? Goes way up versus just someone being like, Hey, Tristan, here's my protocols. Here's my check-in process. And you're like, okay, cool. And then you try to replicate. No, now it's like, oh, I went through 12 months of this. I understand the nuanced things. I understand when I had this issue, they actually sent me this thing. And then I actually reviewed this. And then we did this. Well, yeah, you learn you learn how to coach through the people that are coaching you. Through and you learn, how to, you learn how to have good retention by having a coach who you stick with because they're a good coach. You know, that is the number one and biggest advice that I could ever give any coach is off the bat, first off, always have a coach. It is mandatory across my team that everyone has a coach at all times. Mandatory. So number one, you must have a coach at all times if, you're, if you want to be a better coach. Number two, spend more time learning about how to coach and how to communicate properly than trying to be the most educated coach in the industry and be totally okay with outsourcing clients that you can't help versus taking them on and then trying to figure out their issues. Because up until we'll say a year and a half ago, if you had an autoimmune, I wasn't working with you. If you were on birth control, I wasn't working with you. If you were pregnant or you just had a baby, I wasn't working with you. And I was sending you to someone else in the industry who I personally had a relationship and I personally respected. But now we're at that place where I don't have to study prenatal and postnatal nutrition every day to stay on top of it because I have a coach who does that. I don't have to stay on top of all of the gut protocols and all of the autoimmunity protocols because I have a coach who specifically does that. It's totally okay to know who you coach really, really well and spend your time coaching them more time than not. Coaches, their stress and anxiety comes from not being confident in their ability to give the protocols. You know, so week to week, they're like trying, they're like second guessing, like, is this protocol right? Are these macros right? Is switching these mills out right? Rather than being like, I'm so confident in coaching my people that it like that my life's actually a good life because I'm obsessed with coach who I coach and how I coach. It's totally okay to do that. I've I've referred clients out multiple times and I have coaches all the time. I have coaches all the time that referred their clients to me because they work with athletes only. And they have a, a new mom who they send to me for me to have Kira work with them. And they fall in love with Kira. I've had coaches who have reached out to me and be like, hey man, I've been coaching this client for the last five months. And dude, we're just getting nowhere. I've hit her with the macros. I've hit her with the, the training program. She's consistent. She's doing everything right. She's she's doing it, man. But we're not getting results. And then we pull, then we we get them on a phone call. We get them on a Zoom call. Me and one of my coaches will ask for their blood work to be there. We'll pull up their lab work and we start picking everything out. And we're like, okay, now we know what the issue is. Have a 10-week push. 10 weeks later, they're down 15, 25 pounds. And the, the client is actually not only grateful for us, but the client's actually grateful for the coach that referred him over. And more times than not, I've actually seen that they continue to send clients your way because you, you truly helped them. Just because you didn't coach them to that, that exact result, you did connect them with the person who could. And man, that goes 
that goes a long way to say, hey, I love coaching you, but I know someone who can coach you better here. And this is about you and your result, your results, not me and whatever income I can make off of coaching you. Absolutely. And this is a, across industries. In a previous life, when I did sales, the number one time a client would reach out or excuse me, a potential client would reach out is when I would say, we're not the best fit for you. This this really isn't what we do best. And this is this is essentially like a global business that was doing like business coaching. So you you can imagine it was crazy the amount of calls we would get and yeah. the the diverse nature of this. And more often than not, when I referred them to somebody else that was like the person for them, they'd come back and be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for not selling me into another program, mm-hmm. just like everybody else and collecting cash. And actually, most times out of that, they'd be like, I actually just talked to my friend and I'm, I'm going to send them your way. Is it cool to connect them with you via text? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Just as you're saying, because people are so used to just being trying to be sold to no matter what the case is, because yeah, everybody just wants to, to put cash in the bank versus thinking about that person. Is this the best scenario for them? Not for you, for them. Like If you can help, by all means, tell them you can help. But in this yeah. specific field, if if you cannot help them or you know that it sounds like they may have complications, just be upfront. Like, listen, I'm not sure until we get in here, you may be dealing with some stuff and we may need to do some tests. And if that comes back and looks like this, I, I will refund you right away and let you know. And I'm going to tell you, this is who you need to go see. And and if not, then cool. Like, yeah, I think we can work together. But just being upfront and setting those expectations are, are yeah. going to do worlds Worlds, worlds, not just a world, but worlds, it's going to give you a whole universe of opportunity because as you're saying, not only will they be grateful, but they'll probably refer other people to you. Not only will that coach them probably refer people to you because you're sending people their way. It just creates a a whole culture of we're going to be the people that are going to literally always think of what's best for you. And everyone remembers that. They're not going to remember the- how you made them feel. Absolutely. They're not going to remember what you said. They're going to remain- they're going to remember how you made them feel. Dude, man, I am tongue tied today. <laughs> I love it, man. These are these are good. These are good conversations, man. I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh Tristan is not sponsored by McDonald's. He probably could be sponsored uh, by Chick-fil-A though. I, I would say <laughs> I could be sp- I could be sponsored by Chick-fil-A. You you brought up Michael. Um when I when I sat up there with them this past year through man, that was what November, all of November essentially. The coldest time of the year is all I know. <laughs> The coldest time of the year, by the way. They you sent that in, picture they, the other day and I was like, negative 10. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. but <laughs> I remember looking at that house that me and Cam stayed in. The coldest. I just looked at the house and I was like instantly just like shivering because of how cold that house was. But their closest Chick-fil-A, I want to say was like, dude, it was like 64 minutes away. It was so far. And I went there twice a week. Just a Chick Fil A, mind you. I was in a building. I was in a building season, so I was a little bit more flexible. I love Chick Fil A, so if they want to sponsor me, I would. I would greatly appreciate that and get a TDP code and all that. So could de- could definitely do that. But uh, there's, not there's a, definitely a chicken mini story for another time where Tristan's up easy. and is basically brand brand new forerunner with ketchup everywhere. Not sure what happened. <laughs> was that Chick Fil A too? Uh yeah yeah I had was... I remember I had, I had my white ten thousand shorts on when me and you left yeah. Knoxville to travel to to drive the I'm gonna say it's like seven hours but I think it took us like eleven it took us almost and twelve I, yeah 
Yeah, it took us almost 12 hours. So double the time. Michael still doesn't believe us. He thinks that we were late, like we just left late. I swear yeah. on everything. I like, can't <laughs> on the Bible. We did not leave late. But somehow I like for like two hours, I was like wearing white athletic shorts, sitting on a big packet of ketchup, walking into Starbucks and that like looking at that like nine-year-old's face. Not good. That was a bad, that was a bad day. I was like, just, I am not about to explain this. I was like, don't even make eye contact. So many things. I, I just remember that random gas break. station out in the middle of nowhere when we stopped and it was just so cold. It just, the wind hits you. And I was like, I want to go home. <laughs> that was the first day. That was the first, that was the first time that we actually made it that far where we were like, we're not, we're not, we're not in Southeast anymore. Yeah. I think that's where we also not- vowed to never drive anywhere again, past like five hours. Mm-mm, never. That was, yeah. I mean, I, I was sick, dude. I was actually a little concerned about like, dude, what is, <laughs> what's actually happening right now? Because we just kept going and it was like, how much, how far are we? And I was like, dude, an hour left. And I was like, two hours later, I'm like, dude, how far are we? And Kim's like, you're like an hour and 12. And I'm like, I'm like, it's longer, but we just have been on the same road. So, uh, man, what a, what a trip next time we will, we will fly. We will not drive. Hell no. Um, now that everyone's tuned out that we've been reminiscing, uh, there, yeah. there are a couple of things uh, I do want to get sure. to that, that are a little more tactical be, sure. because these are questions from the community. And, and one thing that you're known for, because you, you have brought up, hey, I don't post. Uh, I do consume some content, but mainly, uh, you know, I know you personally like to do educational stuff on your own, meaning like you like you do do audiobooks, you like podcasts, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but Absolutely. you're really great at referral or getting referrals, I should say. I almost said referral marketing, but I don't, I don't know if it, I'd even consider yeah. it marketing. I guess anything with a message is technically marketing, but you, you've even said a couple of times about how you start with one person in the family and then all of a sudden their whole family's with you. So yeah. I know now it may just be something that happens because of what you built, but how did you start that? Or was it all just about you know focusing so much on that person that it literally just happened by accident? Meaning like, do you ask for referrals at certain points or did you at one time? before now you're on this waiting list or how, how do you go about it? Cause everyone's always like, what Tristan doesn't post. So like, how the hell does he get referrals? Yeah. Um, number one, impatient. I'm okay with time. You know, I think, but I think people need to have a better relationship with their time, uh, and need to, to have a better relationship with patients. You know, you're not going to be a coach with 65, 75, 85 clients in the next six weeks. Um, you do need to prove yourself. So if I go back to what it looked like when I coached at that. Um, and I, co- I did one-on-one coaching on the side when, I, when we both worked at that company. I took on I took on five clients for free and um, coached them for three to five months. Got a couple of good results. Took on five more and I pretty much told them, I was like, hey guys, do you guys love my coaching? You know, feel free to send people my way. And then just those five just each brought me one. And then that was 10. And so then we had 10. I still wasn't charging them. And I knew that three, three to four months later, the second five would have good results. The first five would actually have better results because now they've been with me for six months. We kind of did the same thing over time. And those clients just kept just sending you one client at a time. And then I actually didn't start charging until a group of the original 10 were like, Hey, you, uh, we have to pay you because this is something that we want to do forever with you. Uh, we want to be forever clients. And, um, all of those clients are still clients of our company today, other than one. And that's because she's a coach and she just became a coach. And man, that's what we've done this whole time. We've just, we've been so patient, but 
we've really spent so much time just coaching in a way that clients couldn't like not tell people about us. You know, um, when, when you become a coach and people pay you for your service, they're not only paying for your knowledge. And I know that some coaches on the higher level scale might disagree here, but they're not only paying for your knowledge, they're not only paying for your ability to get them the results, which is, you know, separate, a little bit separate from the knowledge itself, because you have to be able to uh, apply. Uh, they're paying for your ability to be present. You know, they're paying for your ability to be present with the client itself. And um, man, we take the time and we have we have true relationships with our clients. You know, it's not just a weekly check-in. It's not just a, here's your macros. It's like, we truly develop true relationships and, and bonds with our clients. And because of that, I believe that no one connects with their clients better than we do. And I know that that can be said all the time and is what it is. And, you know, whatever you say is whatever you say. But at the end of the day, man, I'm just, we're obsessed with our clients and we're obsessed with being patient. You know, you and I kind of had that talk. I heard a podcast the other day and someone said on the podcast, like that they want to win. They love winning more than they hate losing. And like they wake up and they just try to win all the time. And, you know, horse blinders on and, you know, it's either you, 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 you win or you die trying type of deal. And man, I just, I take this for what it is. And I know that every day is not going to be the best day in the world and it's not going to be the most perfect day. And I know that every day isn't going to be one of those days where, the sun's always shining and the grass is always green, but I know that every single day that I'm going to wake up and I'm going to pour life into, into my clients. And I know that someone's going to get better today. And I know that because of that, and I know that because of the ROI that it gets on their end, because of the results that, that, that they get and the confidence that they get, it's no longer just asking people. It never was just asking people to refer people to us. It was more so the fact that one of my clients who's been with me for six months walks into her office after the holidays, you know, where they've taken a, a two or three, two or three week break and they go back to the office full of energy. They go to the office at 7 a.m. And while everyone's grabbing their coffee, trying to just wake up, she's walking to the office at 6 and 7 a.m. First one there, no coffee. And she's just getting people excited. And it's because people want to know why this client feels so good. Why do they have so much energy? Why don't they need all this caffeine? And why don't they need all of these stimulants every day? Why are they not on their phone the whole day and they're off time? And why are they in the middle of the lobby just talking to people? And it's because that's what this breeds. You know, it breeds happiness, it breeds fulfillment, it breeds being better. And because of that, people want what's better all of the time. And I believe that that's, that's why we are solely referral focused, you know, and if you're not a referral, I used to not bring you on until you became a referral, which means that the only way that you could become a referral means that you had to go reach out to one of my clients and become friends with them. You had to, you had to join the community through one of my clients that you felt connected to and because of that, that's how you would really get into our community. All of our community goes back to that same five to 10 people. The same five to 10 people are still here. Outside of that, man, we just post about our clients all the time. We just talk about our clients all of the time. And it's not like this rule. It's not like this checklist. It's not like this framework. It is purely the fact that we play the long game. We are obsessed knowing 
that if we continuously get our clients better every single day, that we actually don't need to go look for more clients. We don't need to go host these challenges and webinars and funnels and all of this because we know that the long-term sustainability of having clients with you is the way to a better life. Because the longer the clients stay with you, the longer they buy into you, the the longer that they buy into you, the better the results get. And the better the results get, the better they continue to be. The better they continue to be, the more people actually tell, the more that they actually tell other people about us. And that's what it's all about. We have pockets of people in different places that are all connected through that original five to 10. And they're all that connected. And so because of that, we don't have to have at this point context, context, right? We don't have to have this crazy social media following. We don't go add a bunch of people. You know, I have a very small following. I think I have 3000 followers, but we have a very good, a very good community. You know, we have found a really good thing inside of our community and there's no ego across the board. There's no need to have more money. There's no need to have more clients. It's we need to wake up every day and pour into other people. And that's what we do. And because of that, that's why our business has continued to grow. And I've stayed, uh, I've stayed strong to that this whole time. I think that that just really kind of solidifies everything that that you've been talking about here today. Even when it comes to like, it's probably not applicable for a lot of people listening, maybe some. Uh, right. Whether they're a coach who's been coaching for a while or, um, you know, business owner. But even when you're talking about your coaches and we're talking about the culture you have with them and thinking about things outside of just they work for you, right? Regard like throw splits and all that other stuff out the window. Right. Like, what's the number one concern everyone's always got when it comes to bringing on other coaches? Oh, they're going to leave me and take all my clients, yeah. right? All the clients I work so hard to get, they're going to leave and take a hundred, and there goes you know a, a third of my business. But it's like, okay, what are the other things you can do to help make sure they have the best experience possible? Now at the coaching level, okay, you're giving them mentorships, things they don't have to now pay for. Now you're paying for them to get educated freely or furtherly and making sure you have team meetings. Cool. And now you're saying for your clients, what are the other things you can do to make sure they have the best experience outside of nutrition? Right. This is like we talk about that all the time in the coach community. Like, guys, if you're just new nutrition coaching, you're probably going to lose long term. It's not because you don't know what you're doing. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, right? But if you're just doing that, not providing an experience, which I think you've just continuously hammered home here, it, it's not going to be someplace that your your people are going to be like, oh, I can't live without that. I couldn't imagine my day-to-day without that. Not saying you need to handcuff them or anything like that. As you said, you're not signing these year-long contracts or anything like that. But what are the things? Are they community events? Are they... Uh, online events? Are they discounts to other things, right? Maybe you partnered with a supplement company or something like that, right? Like what can you do to further provide uh, some sort of relief or information or experience events to your actual community to make it a place that they go like, this is freaking awesome. Like I am so proud to wear the daily pursuit, which we could get into names and and mottos Mm -hmm. and mantras and missions and all that stuff. Uh, but I, I just want to make sure everyone understands, like, but whether it's your clients or you're at the point where you're taking on other coaches, like, if you're not providing experience for everyone at every level, it's not going to matter. It's going to end up being you and the the amount of clients you can take, and you're probably going to be like, in six months from now, this sucks, and and try to like quit and go do something else. Yeah, no, all of uh, I agree with all of it, and I think that I'm super smart, Tristan. I'm super smart. You are, you are a smart guy. I'm borderline you, genius. You did go to college. <laughs> 
You actually have a master's degree, which is very impressive. <laughs> college boy. <laughs> college boy over here. Um, <laughs> college boy. Um, and I, yeah. And can, I think can, you, just, can you talk to community real quick? Um, yeah, what's up? About like, because I, I know we've talked about experience and things like that, but you do have a Facebook group, right? Because mm-hmm. we did, uh, yeah. you, you gave up. This was, you know, probably about a year ago at this point, but like you even showed like wins, how you capture wins in your community, which was something that like, because I, I know you don't post a lot. You did for a while do stuff with your story. And that's sometimes where you'll put up like, hey, waiting list open and things like that. Yeah. But I always thought you were so good at capturing wins, which is something I think that's overlooked by a lot of people, especially in, in a group type setting. So do you still utilize a, a Facebook group and, and mm-hmm. have you or your coaches like, you know, engaged in, in, in that type of setting? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We don't have like a, uh, again, we do not have a strict schedule of like when this person has to post in the Facebook group. It's never like that. Right. Cause it's, it's just not organic. We do have a private Facebook group. We don't have a public, so there's no like come to our public Facebook group. And when you're in the public Facebook group, we'll give you all this value and hacks. And then you'll slowly believe that we're the coaches for you. And then you can move to this. Like we have our private Facebook group. And even inside the private Facebook group, I, I personally spend the majority of the time in the private Facebook group, my coaches, like I said, our coaches spend their time coaching. You know, that's where all, all of their time goes. I do spend a lot of time in the Facebook group. I think I do things a little bit different where I don't do, I'm not a big hack guy, right? I don't think that clients need more hacks in their day. I don't think they need more diet hacks or 10K step hacks or how to fit McDonald's into your, or Pop-Tarts into your oatmeal, into your whatever hack. Like I think they need more reps. And I think that if I can spend more time teaching people through the correct frameworks and the correct models of like how to live their life and be more organized and actually learn how to follow through with their word through habit, the correct habit trackers that align with their goals, then I know that they're going to be better every single day. So I'm not a hat guy. I'm a rep guy. I teach people monthly inside of our Facebook group of how to be more consistent. And when you're more consistent, you actually can reward yourself for being more consistent, right? So a lot of the things that we do talk about is is not always searching for happiness. Like you're always going to be unhappy if you're always f- consuming stuff that makes you happy, right? If you're always on your phone and you're always on TV and when you eat, you're watching a movie and when you do this, you're watching this and you're always doing here and you're always in groups and you're always at parties. Um, you're always kind of living in that high and you're always going to be searching for what's what else is out there that I'm not doing and why is everyone happier than what I am right now? We do capture wins as well in our group. But again, a lot of that does come from the vulnerability with our clients that can only come from the trust and the connection that we built. So I will I will say that until I'm blue in the face. I know that when I did talk about that over a year ago, there was one of those questions a couple of coaches asked was like, I just can't get my clients to share feedback and their check-ins like your clients do. And it's because you don't know your clients the way that I know my clients. You don't have the relationship with them that I have that I have with my clients. And again, we do ask really good in-depth questions, but those questions are never going to matter if you don't take the time to build the relationship with the clients that you that you desire for them. You know, I desire success for my clients and I count that as my success. I'm not a very I need to do this so I can buy this house and I go on this vacation, I can have this car. It's hey, I helped this person lose 15 pounds. Hey, we helped restore this person's relationship or, Hey, we now have a good routine with this dad going and picking up her, uh, his daughter every Friday and going get froyos, yo frozen yogurt every Friday after school, right? Like 
how can I find wins that actually better the family dynamic and better the the one on one dynamic? And you know what, man? They they talk about the wins. They talk about the wins because they want to share their wins because they're proud of themselves. If you're constantly looking for new people, man, your clients are never going to feel like you're like you're actually there for them. And then I think the second the next thing is you actually need to take a step back if you are a coach and just ask yourself why you're even doing this. Are you doing this for you? Are you doing this because you need validation? Are you doing this because there is some sort of trauma in your past that you've not actually dealt with and you need the validation from clients to tell you how amazing you are? Or are you doing this because you're actually so confident in who you are and what your purpose is in this world? And because of that, you um, have the ability to do the same for other people. I will always say that I that I love connecting with my clients and having relationships with my clients. And because of that, we truly do. It's not just saying it. We truly do have great relationships and that's why they stay and that's why they continue to get better. And that's why we also produce the results that we do on our on our social media. Like that is where we that's where we showcase the results that we get. If you go to any of my our coaches social media pages, you're just going to see transformation after transformation after transformation and you're never going to see their protocol. You're never going to see their macro split. You're never going to see the stuff that is actually going to do you no good being the the listener or the reader. You're going to see the relationship dynamic between the coach and the client. And you're going to see how that was the the heart of the buy-in of the client, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I know you got a hard cutoff coming up because you have yeah. a beautiful dinner, I believe, to go to. Uh, so I, what I thought would be cool is uh, I've got about three questions left that I wanted to get to. So maybe we do some like some like uh, rapid fire, maybe just you know some things that come to mind. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so first, I wanted to to ask you know what what inspires Tristan Winters? What what inspires you now? Like, do you is it just podcasts? Is it one off things? Is it just you know something that comes to you? Is it music? Something else? What inspires me? I do love podcasts. Maybe, maybe what what it. What what motivates you as well? Maybe maybe something like that. You know? Like just just in coaching or just in life in general or what? Just life in general, man. Like what what yeah. inspires you? What motivates you? You know, I, I we're definitely gonna have to do a part two, probably part three, yeah. and get to you know, like uh, I'd love to diagnose or not diagnose you. you diagnose <laughs> I'd <love> to, me. <laughs> I'd love to. Uh, that's a whole nother. That, that's a whole nother podcast for coaches diagnosing yeah, their clients. I, I would absolutely love to get into like mental health and things because you and I talk about that a lot, yeah. a lot off air. Uh, you know, just personally and just friendship and trying to like get each other through certain times. So I'd love to definitely talk that. But yeah, what what inspires or motivates you, man? Just just to like keep going and 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 do what you do. You know, is is yeah. it just hearing others podcasts something else? Yeah, um, I think what inspires and motivates me every day, honestly, man, is just knowing that I no longer have this search for fulfillment or looking for my purpose, or I've always been passionate. Like I used to be that person when I was a beginner coach who was just like, always like, dude, I want to find my passion. And I used to do this and I used to stress about this, but it's like, I wake up every day, man, just, I'm just, I don't even have to talk about it anymore. You probably see that in my content. I don't even have to talk about it anymore. Cause I know that every day is what it is. It's another day to just pour into someone else. So I do listen to podcasts. Typically, I don't have like a schedule, but I like to listen to a podcast every day. I do listen to a lot of a lot of music that makes me feel good. I wake up every morning and 
I do meditate and I will read a little bit, but uh, space, man, space. I like the thing that's helped me most to inspire me has been the ability to let go of everything that's distracting me. And I think that I have to, I have to say that because everyone's always looking for the thing that's going to motivate them or the thing that's going to like get them that hit and make them like super motivated to go like attack the day because it's more money. And it's like, you got your horse blinders on and like whatever, but it's like, man, it's consistency. Everyone's wanting to like win this game. And for me, it's the fact that like, I don't have this goal of making it because I think that I wake up every day knowing that I don't like, I never want to stop. I never want to stop doing what I'm doing. And so because of that, like if I made it, I feel like I fell. And I think that that's the thing that inspires me is the fact that I get to truly get up every day and like never stop doing what I'm doing. Like that, dude, that just lights me on fire. The fact that I get to wake up every day, shoot my team a text and be like, yo, how are y'all doing today? Or Thursdays, they know what I do every Thursday morning. I wake up every day and I text the team. I'm like, every single one of them has had a baby in the last like six months. And one's pregnant right now. She's the last one. She's having a baby very soon. And I'm like, show me all these babies, guys. Show Tristan the babies. And they like all text, like all like all the coaches like text like pictures of their babies like in the moment. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing in the world. That like this is this is what we do and who we do it for. So honestly, man, I don't think I have anything super motivating there. I don't think I have anything that anyone's gonna like absolutely just go crazy about. I think it's the fact that I love knowing that I get to wake up every day doing something that I never want to stop doing. We started talking about this uh, the other day, but uh, do you consider yourself passionate or would you consider what you have as an obsession? Um, yeah, I would say, <laughs> we did just talk about this. Um, I would say obsessed. I, I think that passion's great. I think passion's cool. I think purpose is cool. I also think that passions change. You know, I think that a lot of people love, like they're passionate about fitness just because you're passionate about fitness doesn't mean you have to become a fitness coach because we both know that when you get into something that you're passionate about and you really do go hard and get in the trenches, you end up hating the thing that you were originally passionate about. And that, that becomes very tough. Um, dude, obsession, man. That's been my word for probably the past like couple of weeks. I told you, I'm just obsessed with, I'm just obsessed with what I do. It like, dude, it brings me so much joy every single day to wake up and and give you the same exact answer that I gave you on the last question is what I'm doing right now. But I don't have another answer for you. I'm a, I'm obsessed with it. If you talk to the, any of our coaches, they're going to tell you they're just obsessed with the life they get to live. And if you're not sure about it, contemplate your death. Contemplate why. Yeah, be a- yeah you know, if you're if you're not sure about like your what you're passionate about and if you should be doing what you're doing, or even if you shouldn't be here, contemplate your death. Yeah. That, that, that'll be a, a rude awakening. Very like, rude hey, awakening. There was an accident tomorrow that happened. Would you be okay if today was your last day? And while that's semantics and like, sure. it's all contextual, like it does, it, it for sure does. All right. Two more. You ready? I know you got to go. You're uh, good. One uh, is going to be uh, maybe a little couple sentences and the last one will just be kind of fun. So, uh, one, we have to get this in there, or otherwise Coach Jordan Davies is going to be mad at me. She wanted to know, how does Coach Tristan Winters get these amazing business partnerships? I know uh, you a long time ago told me you love to try and meet once a week with business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something you still try to do and or 
how, how has that evolved to actually build out a partnership or yeah. um, contact you know another business owner? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, again, I think there's levels to it. I think that something that I never did, I didn't just immediately start going to businesses and be like, hey, I'm a nutrition coach and we have a good company and I want to partner with you. I just fell in love with my clients and coaching them. And then whatever they were doing, again, this is where the referrals happened. They started referring their friends. And then once they started referring their friends, this happened now in four, four businesses. So we've had a, a dental office, a chiropractic clinic, a physical therapy clinic, local fire department. This has now happened with, is that four? I think it's four. And I want to say there, there might be one more in Opta. It's an eye clinic. I don't know what it's called. It's called something like that. But uh, we coached like four of their four of their employees and they were like, hey, is there a group discount if we had all 12 come and work with you? Absolutely. You know, we just, we coach these people and we know what they do. And I send gifts and I'll send flowers on their birthday or, or if they had a new baby, I'll send flowers to their work from TDP and just a gift that's signed from all the coaches. And that's what brings them in. We develop a partnership. We just partnered with New Ethics Supplement Company. And dude, it's just absolutely just blown up locally for us. You know, we have multiple coaches now who don't pay for don't pay for dent, dental work. Uh, they don't pay for chiropractic care, uh, physical therapy care. And honestly, man, we just coach them. We just love doing it. And we, you know, I have I have shirts being created right now for a local chiropractic clinic here. And they're they're now transitioning into a functional medicine clinic and just added on like a vitamin infusion. And so we have like shirts being created with our logo and their logo and we got new ethics in there. And so now we have like three companies that are aligned in the health field in Knoxville. We're hosting a big event here locally. And then what we're going to continue to do is probably every six months, we're just going to add one more local health clinic local to Knoxville. And eventually we're just going to make it a big thing and just celebrate the fact that health is something that you choose. Like you can choose to be better every single day and choose to have community and have support and all areas. And it's not one versus the other. It's like, we all, we all can come together and have a true community that's built on, on the heart of people and the heart of health. So I don't know if that helps Jordan Davis, but find out the clients that you absolutely love coaching and just ask them how you can serve the people inside the, inside of their group, inside of their circle, and then just go give value to them. Just serve them, take care of them. Everything's not about making money. Everything's not about that. Sometimes you just get you just get to do things for people because you love doing things for people. What happened when you did things for others when you actually didn't have any money and now you have money and now you don't help others? You know, everything's not about just getting paychecks. Sometimes it's just about the fact that you get to do it is is good enough. It's good enough for me at least. Absolutely. I'm, well, it goes back to the level of intimacy, right? You have to first establish that with the person before you could even like if you not connected with that person, even if they've gotten decent results, doesn't mean they're gonna be open to the conversation of, hey can I come into your business or like, Oh, Hey, you work for so-and-so like, would you be able to connect me so I could talk with them? Like, okay, maybe they might be kind of weirded out, but if you're, if they're almost like a friend, even though it's a coach and client relationship, they're probably like, Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go get them in. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll hook you up right now. Hey. Yeah. And the the craziest of things, right. Um, like we have, I have a partnership with my, uh, with my barber. And so not had not paid for haircuts and I don't know how long, you know, and I got a text yesterday from a client who's a, who's a client of another coach of ours and she does insurance and inside of her like insurance firm, there's like four girls who want to do coaching with us. And it was, she was asking where they are on the wait list. Little did she know we're now getting insurance for our coaches 
So now we're providing all health uh, all health benefits for our coaches. And so she's actually the person who connected me with one of them, who's not, who I now have a call with next week to get full benefits for our whole coaching staff. And so awesome. it's just like, dude, it just, it all comes together, man. It really does. All right. Last question, man. Yep. Number, number one favorite question to ask. If you had a, if you had a bumper sticker, what would it say? I had a bumper sticker. What would it say? I actually do have a bumper sticker and it's on my forerunner well, and it says, be more human. It says, be more human. It's okay to be human. You don't have to be a superhero every day. You don't have to fix everyone's problems. You don't have to be happy and be fulfilled and be at the top of the mountain every single day. Be more human, have emotions, learn how to be aware, control your emotions, realize the fact that you're breathing right now, realize the fact that every day is what it is. And it's just another day for you to live the life that God has given you. And man, like that's just such a, a breath of fresh air right there and knowing that we can wake up every day and we're alive, you know, and we're able to pour into other people and make this world a better place. So be more human is the bumper sticker that I have on my car. And um, I'm just going to keep it there and make that it. Dude, I love that. Uh, where where can people find you uh, on Instagram? If they want to possibly get on your wait list, where can they do that? As well yeah. as maybe there's a coach here listening that's like, yeah, I would love to maybe try to see if I could work for Tristan. How, how would they do all those things? Yeah. So um, I'm only on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram at Tristan Winters TDP. Uh, on Instagram. If you're a coach and you're considering applying, feel free to message me uh, or just apply through the link in my bio. If you are a coach and or a client uh, and want to consider being a client of our coaching company, the link is also in the bio there. That's where you're going to find me. And that's Tristan with an A, guys. The, the links yeah. I'll, I'll put in the show notes just that way you know you can just click those right away. Coach Tristan Winters, yeah. thank you so much. I know this is probably one of many when we're going to sit down and chat. Guys, if you have any questions or would like to go into a deep dive with Coach Tristan about something else, let us know. We'll definitely run this back sometime soon. But other than that, have a wonderful rest of your day, guys, and we'll see you soon. See you, bro. Thanks, guys. Thanks for earning experience points with us today on Run the Block, part of the Cam Explains Immersion channel. If you actually want to work with me or my team at No Clouds Media, connect with me on Instagram at cam.explains. There you'll find even more helpful content tips, growth strategies, our latest downloads, or if nothing else, I can guarantee you'll get a good laugh of myself or our pup Oliver throughout the day. Just hit me up at cam.explains. Bonus, if you are following me on Instagram, you also get first dibs on limited spots for the community we're building inside of our network, where we will have tons of free resources, overtime sessions, networking events, special guests, and much more planned as we grow. So be sure to follow along at cam.explains, and we will see you for your next session of Run the Block to earn even more experience points. Hope this helps. And remember, kindness. Pass it on. Bye for now.